Ciao. You're listening to EdUp Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Papicello, former president of University of Phoenix and higher ed vagabond. So let's get started. Well, podcastees, what shall we talk about today? Well, since it's my podcast, I'll choose. And what I want to talk about today is what I see as another sort of failing of higher education and education in general in the United States, as far as educating uh, our students and society in general about communication and the power of communication. And the point I want to underscore today is words are not magic. They do not create or redefine reality. They merely reflect it. You know, Shakespeare said, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet when talking about the fact that Romeo's name, his family name, really didn't make any difference as far as his relationship with Juliet. Gertrude Stein once said, a rose is a rose is a rose. And this meant pretty much the same thing that Shakespeare's reference to the rose meant, and that is simply that things are what they are, no matter what you call them. So for instance, if you call a dog a horse, that doesn't change anything. The animal that you like to keep in your house, in a small bed, and that you feed Purina puppy chow is still gonna act the same whether you call it a horse or a dog. And the same goes for the horse. The name does not change what that animal is. So what in the world am I talking about? I'm talking about, and especially in today's culture, we're finding that we are embroiled in wars of words that really don't have a, a big impact on what's happening in the United States. For instance, if we consider what's going on at the southern border of the United States as far as immigration, do we call the fact that we have thousands of immigrants coming across the border, legally or illegally, who need assistance in a variety of ways that is impacting the economies of states, do we call that a crisis or do we call it a challenge? More to the point, does it matter what we call it? Do we not still need to address the issues that arise from what's happening at the Southern border um, and take care of it internally in our, uh, in our country? Similarly, we are embroiled in battles of words about whether or not our country is in a recession. So there are great debates about the technical definition of a recession. And does it include the elements of, um, of inflation and unemployment and labor participation and a variety of other factors uh, and which ones are the most important and which ones would tell us whether we're actually in a recession? My question to you is, does it matter? 
Does the fact that we are paying more for things, does the fact that employers are having a very difficult time filling positions, does any of that matter what we call it? And I would say probably not. It is what it is. And it's, uh, it's economic distress um, or other terms that might, we might use, but whether it's actually a, a recession is probably not the point. Similarly, we find in politics today that there are a number of terms that are bandied about pretty loosely. And my guess is that the people who use these terms don't really understand them very well, especially in their historical context. For instance, you will see one candidate in election referring to another as a Nazi. I wonder if that person understands what Nazism was all about, what fascism was all about, what socialism is all about. Um, and my guess is not, or they would not be using that term. Similarly, we find um, people calling other, uh, other people racists or uh, homophobic um, or any number of, of phobic terms um, that probably at one point had a much more specific meaning in our culture than they do now. For instance, in, if you go back a couple of centuries, you'd find that you knew exactly what a racist was. You knew how they acted, you knew why they acted that way, you knew the impact of their actions. The same was true for Nazis um, and fascists. They had very clear definitions that told us what these people and what these factions of society were and how they acted. So my point here is that these words get diluted, that to call someone um, a racist or a Nazi really has very little meaning um, in many aspects today, simply because we don't know what, uh, what characteristics of a, a racist or a Nazi is being attributed to any given person by the person who is making the accusation. So what I'm saying is that language reflects culture, not vice versa. Words can tell you about cultural items and elements, but by insisting on calling an element one name or another, you don't change what that element is and how it functions in society. This is probably the major issue that cancel culture doesn't get in, a, uh, in society in America. Calling someone a racist doesn't make them a racist and it doesn't change anything. And as I said, it just dilutes the power of the word and it dilutes the power of the person using that word. And that's an important thing for people to understand that words can be powerful, but they have to be used in the proper context and in the proper arena. So with that, I'm going to let you chew on what any of that means, if it means anything, and invite you to stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Ciao.